Another epic episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. If this is your first one, wow, are you lucky. This one is fire. This one is high energy. This is me lying because I'm so tired because I got up early this morning. How's it going? How's that? How are you doing over there, Liberty Gimlet? I want to check in with you right out of the gate. I'm exhausted. It's not fair for you to be <laughs> tired too. I was I was expecting you to carry this thing this week. And, and I'm and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Stacy can carry it this week. So this is this is not good planning on no, our. No, no, we we're should like, not both like, be exhausted on the same day. That that's bad. We're like DMV employees. <laughs> there you go. I got the uh, I got I got a call. Uh, Late in the afternoon yet. Well, not late in the afternoon. About 3 o'clock my time mm-hmm. in Los Angeles uh, from New York. I always pick up when it's a New York number. I'm an idiot. Uh, but it was uh, it was Fox and Friends, and they are like, hey, just wanting to see if you were available tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. So I, I, I did that this morning. Had an absolute blast. It's always fun. It's always yeah. fun. But who, yeah, it, it was, who was it? Was it Jedediah and Pete Hegseth? Pete Hegseth, Jedediah Bila, I guess yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Jedediah, who's pregnant, by the way. They the, the way they she is too. Yeah, Did Ainsley just have a baby or gonna have a baby. I don't know. I was just I did. They're I did just a, cranking them out over there. I did the show in the New York studio recently, and I don't think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't think Ainsley better not be pregnant. She certainly didn't look pregnant. Uh, nor does Jedediah. They, they they frame her up very tight, right? Uh, just chest, chest high. And then when they, mm-hmm. when you finally pull back and reveal like, whoa, she is going to have a baby indeed. So it was a lot of fun. We were talking about the democratic debates. I thought that would be fun for us to talk about, uh, as well today. It's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of little, uh, subplots in there that we can, we can dig down deep into it. Hey, uh, I'm just going to say this up front. If Trump okay. does not live tweet them like he said he would, I am going to be so disappointed. Ah, uh, I didn't even know he said he was going to live tweet them. That would be fantastic. That would be He fantastic. said something about it. And then I think he was on Hannity and Hannity asked him. So there's this report that you said you were going to live tweet the debates. It's like, yeah, I saw that report. That's not a bad idea. I may have to do that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> if you don't, I am going to be so mad. But it gives him such a spotlight. It gives him such a I know. spotlight. I, he's going to make, he's going to, he's going to tweet and make them, if he does it, it's just genius. He's going to make the media cover him during a premiere event for the Democrats, mm-hmm. just by tweeting, I think it's fantastic. I think That's it's genius. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Now, so you were planning on watching these debates anyway, yeah? I have to. I have to do a, a live recap afterwards. So yeah. Oof! For the LoftusParty.com, are they making you do that? No, for KLRN with with Rowdy Rick. What? What? Yeah, we, we do we do round we do live roundtables on KLRN um, after all like major stuff so every state of the union every democrat republican debate we've always done it first i'm hearing of it yep first i'm hearing of it we've always fun, done it okay so here was my bit on fox and friends today uh, about the democratics we'll, we'll get it we'll get into that uh, and don't worry we're also going to talk about the re-release of the avengers uh we're going to talk about so many holidays we're going to talk about uh, the summer sol- solstice we're going to talk about no panty day we're going to talk about national selfie day uh, what's going on with Iran? We're t- there's a lot to talk about. There's mm-hmm. a new sex. There's a new sex drug for women that I think is hilarious. That I think is hilarious. 
Uh, and then Ao Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She'll be good for a few minutes, a few that wacky girl, minutes. That party. girl just doesn't know when to stop digging. I swear to God. It's uh, it's well. I had a joke about it this morning that I thought was pretty good. That there's 24 candidates, uh, you know, on the Democratic side that are taking part in these debates. That's more people than actually voted for Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Right. But um, boom! I thought that was a quality. She her show. she has, I think, the last I saw, like a 27 percent approval rating in her own district. Like her approval rating among the people who live in the district she represents is lower than Trump's nationwide, which I just think is hysterical. She's from Queens, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that her? Yeah. Well, she I, really... I believe Nancy Pelosi once said um, a potted plant with a D on it could get elected in that district. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and it did. It absolutely did. It's too. And I have to think that the people who live in Queens and the people who live in that, you know, part of New York, mm-hmm. they've got to really be feeling those Amazon jobs. And that no and that'll kidding. become like that'll become like Bigfoot. That'll be that like the legend of that will only grow. It'll turn oh, into I know. there was a hundred thousand jobs. Yeah, it was a hundred thousand jobs that paid a million dollars a year. Yeah, you only had to work for an hour. You got 50 weeks off a year. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be. They were did the best see, jobs ever. Did you see the Republican dude that that's thinking about running against her for the seat? Oh, like chasing no, her at not. the parade. Oh my god, it was too funny. He no, tried I to don't. introduce himself and and offered to debate her, right? And she literally ran away. It was hysterical. Oh man, that's great. And I mean, he's a young guy. He looks to be Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Spanish something. I mean, he's he's definitely you know my a young minority male. Um, same yeah. sort of uh, generation. I mean, they don't look that much different in age. Um, but he literally like was nice as nice could be. Introduced himself. I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about running for for your seat as a Republican, and I'd I'd love to debate you. And she just starts walking. He's like, AOC, you know, you know, Miss Cortez. Da 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 da. And she's just gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I bet. I bet. And then he you tweeted ne- about it, and her her uh, her chief of staff had a meltdown. It was pretty epic. That's great. You never know. You never know who's creeping up behind you. You never know who's creeping up behind you. I had lunch with uh, this dude, Major Williams. And I don't want to mess anything up for the guy. His name is Major Williams. Uh, You can follow him on Instagram, Major for Mayor. Uh, Young dude who is running for Mayor of Pasadena. And I'm going to call it right now. I had lunch with the new mayor of Pasadena. My really? man. Oh, this dude is on it. He is focused. He is uh, friendly, personable, has great ideas. He's right there. He would be he would be great for Pasadena. I yeah. really yeah, we had a now, we had are a you in Pasadena time. or are you in LA proper? I'm in Studio City. I'm in Studio okay. City, which uh, I think is governed by, you know, L.A. County. It's just ginormous. It's just ginormous. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's fun. I feel like, you know, there's some – there is some – there's always some hope. There's always some hope even in, in California politics. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's good stuff cooking there. I don't want to – I don't want to uh, lose, uh, lose the thread of this uh, Democratic debate, though. I just want to tell everybody right. right now, I know, I know Major Williams uh, and really good dude. So the Democratic debate, talking about it on uh, on Fox and Friends, he said casually, humble, humble brag, humble brag right there. Uh, it's going to be a race 
to, and this is just my opinion. Uh, first of all, they're going to come after Biden. You have to. He's kind of the front runner. They're all, of course, going to like rail on Trump. They're going to rail on Trump. And then it's going to be a giant giveaway. My joke here is it'll be like a reverse auction, you know, mm-hmm. just giving away as much stuff as you can. Who wants free college? Free college. Who wants free college? Hey, free health care, free health care, free health care. Girl in the blue dress. If if Trump was that horrible, if the if if America was in s- such a bad place, if it was just so horrible in Trump's America, why would you have to give away all this free stuff? Why wouldn't it be enough just to say, listen, I, I can I can beat Donald Trump. Why do you have to throw in the uh, the free health care, the free college, the reparations? The why do you have to give the but wait, there's more speech. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's well. In, in my opinion, that's what uh, I thought it was a freaking great, <laughs> a great point. If it really was that bad, why do you have to give away all the free stuff? I don't I don't think there's going to be any excitement. I don't think anybody's going to break out. Uh, I, I'll, I'll watch just to see what Pete, what what Beto O'Rourke does with his wacky arm and, and see if he can <laughs> control himself. Uh, Maybe they'll bring his white about on stage to hold one of them down. Oh, yeah. Like oh, she did during his announce. <laughs> Will he skateboard out there? No one really, like, I don't really feel like, I don't know. It's very strange. It's very strange. Here's here's my other thoughts on it. Like, no one came out for Hillary Clinton. No one really, the, the base. No, they kept active. those things so quiet. Oh, I'm talking about in the presidential election. Here's, a, here, oh, here's no, what I'm no, saying. Yeah, I just meant, but even, like, if you think about the debates from last cycle, like, they weren't. Like, if you weren't a political nerd, you didn't even know when they were on. Oh, yeah. They had them, like, on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Friday night at 9 when everybody's out, you know? I mean, it are was like, okay. Are you at the club? Yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, this time it's, like, right smack in the middle of the week. Elizabeth Warren is at the kids' table, right? Yes. Because yeah. instead of doing it by, you know, their relative polling numbers, they did some totally Democratic pastas where we picked the names out of a hat. So, um, here's I, I. I think they're trying to hide Elizabeth Warren because what they're going to do is they're they're going to float the balloon of how is she going to handle the Indian thing. They have to ask her about that. They have to ask her about the the Cherokee heritage DNA thing. Oh, and dude, she's gonna... that's such a bad question for her. Did you hear her on that podcast? No. Oh my God, she handles it so poorly. If you look, if... <laughs> I even forget the guy's name. I'll look was it, it the up. Black dude? I, was it this the yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah? Where she's well, that's what my family said. Well, yeah. that's what my family said. Like this is the most detailed woman in the race. You look at her policies; it's like boom, 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 boom. But she has no good answer for why she did that. None. I I think that's the morning show. Those guys, for whatever reason, it's like this real, super urban uh, morning show. Mm-hmm. I think, I, they might be in D.C. I don't know, but, but for some reason. They're like the anointed spokespeople for the urban community. I think that's the show where uh, Hillary Clinton said she always had hot sauce in her purse. Oh, was <laughs> it? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Democrat candidates go to die. It's right? where they go to pander right? and it bites. Oh, did you see? Did you, did you see? I can't wait to see Mr. Or Mayor Pete. Did you see his video yesterday? No, I did not. What happened? Apparently, there was an officer-involved shooting of an African-American. I don't know the details, so I'm not going to comment on the shooting itself. Because, yeah. But he was confronted by Black Lives Matter protesters, and he blew it. 
What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? Basically, he's he was saying he was re he was reading from a piece of paper, which is bad enough, right? Because I mean, whenever you see him speak, he's fairly eloquent. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. speaks off the cuff. He uses big words and pretends he's not a leftist when he really is. But ah. but he was talking in front of this group and was saying that to his the best of his knowledge, no disciplinary action had been taken. And an African American woman who was holding a sign, she's like, "You're running for president." You're really running for president and you want black people to vote for you? And he said, no, ma'am, I don't want your vote. Whoa. What? <laughs> Dude, that was the wrong <laughs> comeback. It is. Like, he uh, was so, he was so unprepared and not at all off the cuff or spontaneously eloquent like you have seen him on TV. Well, it's like I, I imagine his little robot brain just went into overload. Too much data, too much data, can't process, can't mm -hmm. process. And you just you freeze up. It's like when Bernie Sanders was giving that speech in 2016 and, and the Black Lives Matter took over the stage oh and they my were shouting God, that him was down. So funny. And you could just see Bernie Sanders. You know, he locks up, he locks up, and you don't oh, know what oh. to do. And it, it goes back to well, it doesn't go back to, but it like I love this whole Gibson's Bakery, Gibson's Ice Cream, whatever. I think it's Gibson's in Ohio. At, yeah, it's a bakery. In Ober, uh, Oberlin College. Mm-hmm. Some, some dude was shoplifting. They bust the guy. Then the students are like, you only did that because he's black. And they're like, no, we did it because he was, he was stealing. stealing. We <laughs> pled like, guilty. Right? But then the college piled on and like, we're not going to get any of your pastries for our meetings anymore. They almost put this family owned joint out of business. Yeah, five the generations. Gibson, yeah, the Gibson family sues. And now, what is it, like 33 million? The settlement is like 33 it's... million dollars. And Oberlin's like, ah, oh, we mm -hmm. can't afford to pay that. Maybe we should settle. Da, 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 da. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's what you call delicious on every level. So okay, that's what, if if that's if where you Buttigieg was if, like you're either for law or you, you, listen, you you I, I highly doubt. You know, this is here like you you did the smart thing, Gypsy. You were smart, and you're like, I'm not going to comment on the shooting. I know nothing about the shooting, so mm -hmm. I should watch my mouth. However, I the 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 there's a certain segment of society that would have you believe that like cops were just running around just shooting people willy nilly. Mm -hmm. There's there's usually. Uh, there's usually something going on. There's usually it, a situation. Yeah, a situation. <laughs> so, we got a situation down. We here. got a situation. Um, but like, like I said, I I don't know. But you know, back to the Oberlin College thing, man. We need more verdicts like that when these woke lefty mobs literally descend on a private business and try to ruin it. I hope yeah. that I th I hope the cake baker out in Colorado gets the same thing. I mean, he is literally being harassed by this transgender attorney. Yeah. They, yeah. He's being sued again. Mm -hmm. Again. I mean, at uh, this point, I would like to say, um, do y'all have a tortious interference? <laughs> like, yeah. Because this woman is now literally, she doesn't even want the stuff she's asking for. <laughs> she's just making up ceremonies and demanding. Yeah. So what if? A Martian who was transgender wanted to marry a bear in Siberia on the 4th of no, July. She... Would you make a cake for him? No, I wouldn't. I'm suing. 
she she originally requested one that like had Satan on it and like actual sex toys, and he was like, no. <laughs> Oh. Do you know what I mean? And then, so I think the suit about that one, the courts threw out because it was just so ridiculous, right? Yeah. And now we're back to another one again, and it's the same freaking lawyer. Stop it. This yeah. is why we don't like you. Like, we don't care what you do. You, was... you, can, you, can, you can wear a dress and do whatever you want surgically. I just don't care. But leave other people to live in peace because I know there's bakeries in Denver that will serve you. Just go to another bakery. Yes, that's it's there's there's few things. There's few things that are worse than someone who's just looking to sue somebody. You're just in search of a problem in search of there was a guy when I first moved out to uh, Los Angeles. There was a there was a lawyer and I use that term loosely who was just going around to every family owned business every little tiny business and if they if their handicapped uh wheelchair ramp was off on its angle by like one degree kadoosh he would sue them on on behalf oh yeah that there was there was a family-owned uh bowling alley that uh, it was on the news that they finally decided to fight this guy because it was just ridiculous and then you looked at this this they had it on on the program just like this like hundreds of lawsuits where he would literally just drive around the San Fernando Valley and go, okay, there's a mom and pop, uh, hardware store, which I always thought that was weird that he would go for mom and pop. It seemed like the big money, the big money would be, you know, go for Lowe's or go. Yeah. But they're always going to be in compliance. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. You're you're not going to catch them very often. Um, so wait a minute. The, the Democratic debates are what Monday and Tuesday? It's a two-night event. It's a, it's a it, special it, two-parter. Twenty-sixth and twenty-seventh. I thought they were Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, holy smoke! Holy smoke! Uh, wait, it, I have this machine where you can type things in. Is it like a phone? <laughs> no, it's a computer. Oh, okay. All right. God bless you for doing that. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, we want everybody to. If we have to watch, everybody else should have to watch too. Indeed. Yes, June June twenty sixth and twenty seventh. And these are going to be moderated by Rachel Maddow and Chuck uh, Todd. Is she on this one? I or believe is she so. on the one on MSNBC? Because this one's on NBC, I think. I, I think there's going to be like five or six moderators. I was looking at the yeah. the, the the list briefly yesterday doing my research, and it's I'm not expecting any real hardball questions. I'm not expecting any real hardball questions. I would be if Chris Matthews was asking questions. It might be more intriguing. At least right. Chris Matthews will will pretend to ask a tough oh, question. Oh dear God! I remember uh, in the last presidential campaign, I forget who it might have been. It wasn't Bernie Sanders. It was someone else. But he asked him like, "Hey, can you tell me the difference between a uh, Democrat and a socialist?" Oh, it was it was um. Uh, Debbie Wasserman oh, Schultz. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. And just, it was fun to watch her lock yeah. up. Just her, um, just totally Do you know they're doing lock. this 12 times? The, they're having 12 debates? In an effort to give most candidates the chance to appear on the debate stage, the Democratic National Committee has scheduled 12 debates in total. Yeah. Yeah, they want to dominate what? the airwaves. They're do- they want to dominate the airwaves. That's breaking news. That's breaking news. <laughs> But it explains a lot because guess who they're not going to be covering? Guess who they're not going to cover? Trump rallies. CNN is already. Oh, CNN when they shut off the rally after like oh, yeah. six minutes. 
Oh, I was laughing, Brian didn't, Stelter. Did, we don't need to listen to this. Actually, you do, and maybe you should look in the mirror. It's <laughs> their their ratings are so horrible right now. I know. And I'm, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But didn't MSNBC cut away as well? They may have. I think they did, and I, I really think that like uh, they're so. This is exactly this elitist. They they really think they're the smartest people in the room. Oh, totally. They're like, oh, it's not what Trump was saying. It's the fact that we covered it. Like, listen, it's and then this and this is the other thing that I, I love to say this out loud. It's not like Donald Trump came wandering into America from the desert like <laughs> Moses. It's like America was tired of this crap. For years and years and years. And finally, someone came along who just had, it seemed to be common sense, and it resonated. And it res- and it still does now. Like like with this whole uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, detention center concentration camp thing. It's like, listen, we got a problem at the border, you guys. And what, what I thought was so refreshing, what I really liked about Build the Wall is, okay, we'll build some kind of physical barrier and then we'll sort everything else out. But let's do this first. Let's stop a bunch of new people from coming in. And then we'll sort out all the illegals that are already here. And here we are again. And here we are again. And it's just it's just madness. So with with CNN cutting away, and they're going to give they're going to give the Democrats a bunch more airtime. It's the big brain elitists in in the media who are like, oh, this is how we can win the election. We'll have our people on TV more. Unfortunately, it's CNN. Nobody's watching. That is the truth. And that's the other thing that they can't seem to realize. Like, why do they? Well, I mean, that's why they're going after the Crowders and the Shapiros and the Rogans and 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 those people. Joe Rogan said on a in a recent interview he was in. He gets 300 million downloads on his content a month. Wow. No kidding. People are listening to him all over the world. Who do you think has a bigger reach? Joe Rogan or Brian Stelter? Wow. Or CNN as a whole freaking network. That is, uh, well, I always love it when I personally beat CNN. When I, (laughs) seriously, I take it. I take it as a point of pride. I look yeah, at their, right. I seriously, I looked at their ratings the other day and I'm like, I did better than that. And it wasn't a fluke. I did better. My stand-up special, you can get it at Amazon. Mm-hmm. You've changed. I did my, my ratings, me telling jokes on Comedy Central for an hour, I beat the snot out of CNN. And then me on the History Channel, there was no they didn't even run ads for this. They didn't even run ads for it. My show on the History Channel, American Wise Ass, I personally beat CNN. I've done it twice now. I've done it twice. I have a track record. But that's why they want all these guys deplatformed, and that's why they show up in pictures on the front of the New York Times saying, these people radicalize young men. Yeah. And then you know, it, it's, it's, very, it's very, very scary, and that's another, that's another reason, everybody, uh, to go to theloftestparty.com. That's going to be... I'm going to keep adding uh, more content there. I'm, I, I'd lo- I would love to be – listen, I would love to. i got to reach out to Owen Benjamin. Uh, I'd love to have more of his videos on there. I'd love to have more like Steven Crowder on there. There's a, a couple of other uh, – listen, if you guys uh, – listeners, if you know a, a, a funny people on the right, man, woman, uh, 
talking dog. I don't care. Uh, but but give me the heads up because I would they can I'll put their videos at theloftestparty.com. That should be it should be a home for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It should be a home for all that stuff as well as authors and books. They they love to. Uh, and they're going to con- continue to do it. Uh, I love how, like, you, especially like you and I, we have we have no excuse to to not be keenly aware of this and screaming it from the mountaintops. People are just being disappeared. Still, they're still being disappeared yeah. from from Facebook, from Twitter, from all that other stuff. And I know you've signed on to Parlor. You're doing very well there. Uh, I will post on Parlor as well. Uh, However, there's, there's something even bigger coming. Really? Do tell. Mm-hmm. This is the scoop. I, I'm on four platforms right now, other than Twitter and Facebook. That's a lot of platforms. Yeah, but it's a lot of copy and paste, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Parler, but that's really just another Twitter. Yeah. It, it, it's a red Twitter. That's what it is. At least at this point. I, I'm waiting to see what else they do with it. Um, Mines has been around for a while, but it's got some of the funky folks on there, like Tim Pool, that I like to follow his news channel and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Tim does good stuff. I like Tim does YouTube really channel. good stuff, and he's he's getting pretty irritated. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a little, yeah. he's a little irritated with what's been going on. Um, he does get cranky. So what's I the big What's the new did one? did the IDW community, but um, I am most excited because I, mean, I can't share it here because it's not mine to share, but I have seen the future plans for a platform called Clout Hub. Okay. And that's like next generation stuff. Wow. It's I'm, not going to be Facebook. It's not going to be Twitter. It's going to be – it could easily replace both of those um, yeah. plus Yelp and some other things. So, yeah. I met a dude – this is too funny. I, I totally forgot about this till just now. At Politicon last summer, I met this guy who was – I've got his card laying around here somewhere. I should really organize my desk. But supposedly he had some social media platform that was a mix of Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and Instagram. It was going to be awesome and super I'm easy. I'm pretty sure that we were talking to the same guy. Oh, yeah? he was a big civic leader in L.A. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And this, yeah. this, this was a Silicon Valley dude. Hopefully it is him. Hopefully mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's still – yeah, because I told him, like, hey, dude, give me a heads up when you're in the, you know, the, the beta testing and all that stuff. I'll, I'll help. I'll do whatever I can. Everyone needs all the help they can get. Which this mm-hmm. is a this is a perfect thing. We're almost thirty minutes in. We're halfway through the show. So this is like a little commercial break, you guys. Uh, first of all, uh, a big shout out to all the Patreons. You guys are awesome. We got we got a, we got a couple new Patreons. It's fantastic. And I don't listen. It's 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 a buck. It's two bucks. It's five bucks. It it adds up, you guys. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I can't thank you enough. Our our the Facebook's going well. All that stuff. The stats are great. So. Uh, I'm very excited. My friends at FirearmGuard.com, FirearmGuard.com, they just got their new inventory in. They're going to send me uh, one of these amazing little organic packages that just gets rid of humidity from your your gun locker, keeps your ammo dry, keeps your gym bag dry. It's just amazing. I cannot wait to get it. If you go to FirearmGuard.com, you too can get one. They have a variety of different uh, designs. It comes in this cool little burlap sack. Uh, I'm going to get the Donald Trump one. That's the one that I want. You use, uh, you go, you order, you use the code word MAGA, M-A-G-A. You're going to save, I think, 10, maybe even 20%. I believe it's 10%, but it's awesome. It's a great product, 100% organic. It's going to keep everything you care about nice and dry. 
You got some old Playboy magazines you're worried about? Firearmguard.com. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I, I had to, I had to do something there. I needed I needed some kind of uh, some kind of tag on that. Some kind of really important stuff. Yes, very important yeah. stuff. Super Isn't important. It? Super de duper important. Hey, that just, uh, that just actually reminds me of my brother. Yeah, my mother caught him with a centerfold when he was like, I don't know, nine, because there was this family of seven boys down the street. The youngest mm-hmm. was his age, and so my mother took it from him. Yeah, and said she was going to save it and show it to the woman he was going to marry, and she did. That's fantastic. Because my mother is very That's literal fantastic. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened when she showed the the centerfold to your to your brother's uh, bride to be? Uh, she just laughed. She thought it was hysterical. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. You can't let you can't join my family and not have like a pretty decent sense of humor because we're all very. I I know this will shock you, Michael. We're all very sarcastic. What? Like literally, my son when he was seven. He was like sarcasm is usually something kids start to put together around like sixth grade, early junior high. Yeah. My son was on it between seven and eight and he he was so he had the sarcasm down and like the other kids like had no idea what he was saying and he got into so much trouble. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, That's we're all hilarious. we're all like the whole family is that way. So his yeah. his sarcasm bloomed early and he was just over everybody's head. That's, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. much. Yeah, and and it's still that way. I mean, like if you heard if you heard me and my two kids discussing things on an average Friday evening, you would think we hated each other. <laughs> and it's that's just great. it's just that sarcastic. It's just dripping with sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we okay. pick on each other all the time. So. Um, I think we we covered the Democratic debates. I'm mm-hmm. I'm expecting softball questions and a giveaway. Nothing's gonna pop out of those. Uh, we, I, do you, I feel like we f- we spent enough time I'm... on Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Like like her this whole listen. I I waited as long as I could to chime in on the whole. It's a detention center. It's a concentration camp. It's a detention center. It's a concentration camp. Uh, my thoughts are at theloftestparty.com and on the the Loftus Party YouTube channel. Uh, it's it's ridiculous and stupid and all those well, wonderful things. But I'm not even mad at her for that anymore. She she went for extra stupid today. What's the latest? The latest is she's telling people how to avoid ICE. Oh. And encouraging okay, people to take illegal immigrants into their homes. And basically, what nobody seems to be saying on the left-hand side of the aisle is everyone who was part of this wave of deportations already has a final deportation order and has never left. Well, this is a great subject for us because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my notes, and I have Iran and I have uh, ICE here. So this is great. This is wonderful. A lot of a lot of pushback. This is just Trump can do nothing right in the, in the eyes of the mainstream media. And I know a lot of people uh, on the right are mad at him about the uh, about postponing the ICE deportations. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to chime in with my two cents, and you'll chime in with your two cents. I, I think he made. It's crazy that this guy's not a politician. It's 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 insane because I think it's such a smart move. It's such a smart move to go. I'm going to deport all these people. Uh, they've all had their hearings. They've all been found guilty. I'm upholding the rule of law. I'm going to deport them. I'm going to start doing this on Saturday. And mm-hmm. then it comes around. And then he goes. You know what? The Democrats are very upset. The Democrats are very upset. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give them two weeks. 
for the Democrats and the Republicans in Congress to come together and find a solution. If they can't find a solution, then I'll deport these people. But it, I, I thought he brilliantly and just intuitively just put the ball in their court. He's wrapped himself up in a big giant blanket of it's not my fault. I did everything I could to slow it down. I think it's a great decision. And you, what are you? What are your thoughts? Well, I think now, obviously, immigration was kind of the centerpiece of his his campaign, right? Yep. Yep, yep, um, yep. And so, a lot of immigration hawks have been watching, and we haven't really gotten what we wanted. So, I True. understand why people in his diehard base are a little like, "Yo, what?" I think what this does is show moderates and independents hey i'm trying to work with these people you all know we have a crisis at the border so i think i mean it's no different than when he went out and at the shutdown and did his final deal which they didn't accept um he could not have sounded more reasonable and if you tested the elements of his plan somewhere between 60 and 67 percent agreed with all of it yeah of voters so i mean i i think this like hammer drop and then okay let's talk and then but i mean at this point if the democrats are insisting on taking care of daca at the same time if they are insisting on releasing more people if i don't have money agents flores doesn't get fixed and people don't have to apply for asylum in their home country or the first safe country they get to i don't even want to hear about it yes like you you need to you need to get what lindsey graham proposed past if you can't do that just start deporting people because i don't want to hear about compromises with these people anymore i really don't and build the wall build the wall i just i'd be happy if they built and replaced what customs border patrol says they need yes that would be a win for me like why it and the thing that drives me the craziest in this whole thing other than um the secretary of of, of health and human services except in this case he's actually a long-term employee um the acting one like everybody down on the border and everybody in these detention centers they're the same people doing the same freaking job as they did under obama it's oh, not yeah. like the president comes in and cleans out every agency and rehires people, you know, that agree with him. These and are it, the same people doing the same jobs in the same facilities. And they were putting up these these stats this morning on on, uh, on Fox News that uh, Obama deported a boatload more people than Trump did. It's mm-hmm. uh, like to the tune of like 100,000 more. Oh, it was a pretty you, you big number. Go, I saw an interview with Levin this morning. He reminded everybody about Eisenhower. Oh yeah, who was a who was considered in the in the eyes of history a moderate Republican? Yeah, how many people did he deport? A million. Yeah, that was it was a big one. There's, uh, it's funny. It's like these people who who overreact to all the stuff on social media and Facebook, and this this just seems like it's intuitive for me. Like. I, I dig that we're a nation of immigrants, but you just at some point you need to take a little break and people need to assimilate and people need to like um, America is a giant melting pot. You got to give uh, you got to give it a chance to melt. And when yeah, I know but this have... is this is so much cr- more craven than that at this point. 
basically. This is so cravenly political. Oh, it's it's Th- that, we were talking about it last week. Mm-hmm. That they're just this choosing is, politics over the lives of Americans. This it's, is it's disgusting. It, it, it's literally to preserve their districts in after the 2020 census. Yes. Yes. Now, and, I think it's uh, hysterical because city of Atlanta is not taking any of these people. They're shoving them all into exurbs like mine. So they're putting a bunch of people in really red districts in Georgia. Well, that, that's then it's just it's like it's like Johnny Appleseed, right? Then you just wait. You just wait. And it might not happen in this cycle or the next cycle, but by the third cycle, that the that red district will become purple and then purple will become blue. It's just it's just it's literally a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. If you don't at least I'm, I'm not talking about turning off the faucet, but you got to slow it down to a drip because the, the we've seen we've seen how quickly uh, logic and reason gets thrown out the window. And people like you and I are like we're scratching our heads and we're telling jokes. And we're trying to laugh about it and be smart. But you're like. Uh, they're they're still hanging on to Russian collusion. They're still hanging on to that. They're still hanging they're on just, to that. I, I actually finally did it. I actually tweeted at Ronna McDaniel and Senator David Perdue, and I said, look, I'm a college-educated suburban woman who is an independent who did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016 and will in 20, and I can explain exactly why. <laughs> yeah. I'm the person you need out talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> It's not – and this is not to take apart any of these people, but it's not Dr. Gina. It's not the big Trump supporters because all the people who were like me in 2016 are going to look at that and be very skeptical, right? Yes. I can literally go to the front of the room and say, here's why. Yeah, here's when I, I, here's feel when safer. I made the switch. I feel a lot safer with Mike Pompeo as Secretary of State than I ever did with John Kerry. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I feel a lot better with Bill Barr running the Justice Department than I ever did with Loretta Lynch. Ain't that the truth? It's not just about <laughs> Trump. It is about the cabinet that he selects. Okay, not all of them are perfect, but there's been some good ones. I do miss Mad Dog, I have to admit. Um, Mad Dog, Mad I love Oh my God, if you had sports. Pompeo and Mad Dog, that would, that, that would be awesome. It would be awesome. So this is a great segue into uh, the whole Iran thing, which, again, I, like people are mad about uh, Trump's decision not to go screaming and bombing the snot out of Iran. I thought that was another great move. That was another great move. Like, we did okay, a big cyber attack instead. <laughs> well, listen, uh, just just at the face value of, OK, you blew up a drone. You blew up a drone. It was very expensive, but there wasn't anybody on board. And then if we do a launch against you, I ask my people how many how many are going to die. They're like 150. So I'm yeah, like, okay, not... let's let's take a break. It's and and like it it goes it goes back to remember the Alamo and Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. America is we're always better when we counterpunch. We're always better when we counterpunch. So I I, I love it that he kind of like took the high road and goes, Matt, you know what? I'll give you one more chance. I'll give you one more chance. Then we mean business. I I tell you that just the instincts on this dude are very good. Well, he's I totally not. I mean, the, what they try to paint him as a warmonger, and he's just not. Uh, it's it's fantastic, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just not. Now, I mean, he's he's pretty hard on the economics, and I'm with him on the China thing. I think China is dangerous. I don't like tariffs as a general rule, 
Yeah. But um, that economy, I mean, they are literally spying on their people to the point they're on a social credit system and it could keep you off a plane, make it you unemployed. Is... I mean, it's just, it's Orwellian. Check this out. This is just a sidebar on China. So the other night, uh, have you ever heard of the show called Top Gear? It's a it's no. a BBC yeah it's a BBC show they did fourteen seasons these three British dudes and they compare and contrast cars and they drive them around in different countries and they have little adventures and it's very it's a, it's a fun show it's a fun show fourteen seasons they did and my oldest is into it because he's he's driving now and the whole the whole nine so we watched an episode the other night and they were in China they were in and maybe they got access to film all this stuff because it was a BBC show and not like but. There's there's cities over there I had never heard of before in my life. Mm -hmm. No, my sister went over about ten years ago. She had a blast. Holy moly, holy moly! They went to this one city. I'm not even kidding you. It was like forty or million people Mm -hmm. lived in this city, and just skyscrapers just getting built like crazy, and all these roadways. They're building something like ninety. Not 90, 9,000 miles of new highway a year. And, and they you're people employed. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. But the guys from Top Gear, they're driving around. They're, 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 they were trying to sell uh, used cars in, mm-hmm. in China because, like, new cars are so expensive. So that was their little shtick. But talking about spying on the citizens, every so often on the roadway, and especially as you get closer to the cities – these strobe lights would go off. It was incredibly unsafe. These guys are trying mm-hmm. to drive in the dark through the rain. These strobe lights are going off. And that is uh, one, you know, to check your your registration on your vehicle because that's a, a, practically impossible to get. And uh, and two, to make sure that you're wearing your seatbelt. And three, to make sure that you're not involved in any, like, adult activities with your, uh, with your passenger. Because – and it's just like – it is. It's Orwellian. It's completely 1984, and mm-hmm. it was just, just at the at the peril of the citizens. These strobe lights are going off all over the freeway, taking pictures, making sure that you are. Are you wearing your seatbelt? Uh, does someone have the hands in your lap? Are you driving? Just these random checks. It was really terrifying, and then just to see how big that place is, just how how big and how much they're building and how successful. Boy, we got to deal. We got to deal with China today. We got to deal with China today. I don't disagree. No. <laughs> we also need to figure out sustainable and environmentally friendly ways to re- recycle um, phones and computers and all the things that have rare metals in it because China has about 90% of those and we kind of need them. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's another very, very, very good point. They have uh, China. That's a It's a big old country. That's a mm-hmm. big old country, and they are growing by leaps and bounds. However, that whole, uh, you know, you, you, you spit on the sidewalk and you lose, you know, social points, and then you're not allowed to travel, all that stuff. That's, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's already here. It's already here. I, I found myself, like yesterday, I was, I was going to do my video uh, about, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and detention centers, and it's like already I'm pulling punches. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to do that joke because I know that that will get me demonetized i'm not gonna do that i can't go from i can't can't go for this angle because i know it'll get me in trouble with uh the youtube censors and that's just not that's just not a good way to live so just now it's the 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 threat of censorship is censorship 
and it ain't good. Well, and people are good. people are self censoring. Yeah, that's I. I just did it. I just did it, and then immediately because the title of the video was like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and detention centers. What the heck? I think detention centers probably tripped some alarm. Instantly demonetized. Instantly. There's no way. They didn't even have time to look at it. It had been literally up for like 60 seconds. And I got the, so then I got to go through the hoops, okay? Could you have manually review the thing and make sure it's okay? It's crazy. There's just certain words. Trump, if you use the word Trump, instantly demonetized. Uh, evidently, detention center is another one that gets you demonetized. Sex is another one. My, uh, uh, when I was making fun of Alyssa Milano, once a sex strike. Instantly, mm-hmm. not suitable, not suitable for all of our advertisers. It's uh, it's weird. So we're already self censoring. Uh, I self censor on Facebook all the time, and uh, not so much, not so much at theloftestparty.com. I have to constantly remind myself that that is that is your that, safe space. That is that's that's my palette. That's my mm-hmm. palette. I can do whatever I want. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to freak people out. Or, uh, or, or, uh, or, or turn them off or anything. There were so many, oh my gosh, talk about taking the high road. Uh, yesterday, June uh, 22nd, was national, I'm not even kidding you, it was, it was a great confluence of events. It was National Selfie Day, and it was also uh, National No Panty Day. And I don't I'm get like, that at all. Oh, I, I don't know, listen. I don't even know who started uh, No Panty Day. And I think it might have actually started as, like, No Pants Day. And it was probably – I, I think it has its roots in, like, don't go to work and jo- joy, stay at home and relax. Don't put on your pants. And then, of course, some pervert instantly turned it into <laughs> No Panty Day. <laughs> but there was a part of me, like, oh, you could have a lot of fun with National Selfie Day and No Panty Day. I'm like, eh, no. Just going to leave Just gonna leave that one on the table. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's no reason to, to poke the bear on on that one right okay yeah absolutely so uh a couple things in in the world of uh of of show business this is this is of note uh my i i still have a beef with with marvel and they're re-releasing uh the the latest avengers movie what was the last one called endgame mm-hmm. yeah they're re-releasing it you know why why they want the record they want to beat the record they, they right, right now, uh, as well as that movie did, it still didn't beat Avatar. They're short by about uh, forty-seven million bucks. So they're going to re-release it. So that's that to me just seems I, I don't like that kind Cheesy. of stuff. It really does. It really does. It's like it's like uh, Hank Aaron versus Babe Ruth in the home run thing. You know, it's like listen, if, if you just put somebody in there as a oh, we're just. The only reason he's continuing to play is because eventually he'll keep hitting home runs and beat baby. It has to be in the same amount of games. It has to be in the same time frame. Now, maybe I'm talking out of my my behunkus here because maybe there's a very good chance uh, that Avatar was in the theaters a lot longer than Avengers Endgame. But here's the other interesting thing, and this actually gives me hope. I guess there is a scene in the movie, and and after, after the credits... This is not going to be like a director's cut version of it, but there will be some additional scenes after the credits where they've got uh, Tony Stark's daughter who has kind of grown up. She's now like a teenager, and she goes to the the planet where they found the Soul Stone where people are kind of like in limbo, and guess who she meets there? I don't know. Tony Stark. They actually filmed the scene. 
So wow. uh, keep hope. Yeah. I, see, I think they made a huge mistake by killing Tony Stark. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. And all that. The only reason they killed uh, Downey Jr.'s character was to manipulate the audience. They're like, we want you to cry at the end. So we will do this. So it was nice to know that uh, there is there is the chance and, the, and they're going to establish it. They're going to establish it that Robert Downey Jr.'s character of Tony Stark is still alive and he's on the Soul Stone planet and he's trapped in some kind of weird limbo. So I think uh, I think that's kind of cool. You could actually have him come back. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I, I'm not excited for anything in the, the Marvel Universe. Nothing excites me. No, it I'm sounds not- like it's just all going to be SJW from here out. I'll Seriously. probably I'll probably go see the Spider-Man one because it looks cute. Yeah, and I've liked I've liked the two prior to this, but I like um, that Tom Holland kid. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. Um, but I don't like I'm so over Marvel and Disney at this point. After we're not going to film in Georgia anymore, really, then I'm not going to go to your movies. Yeah, like why? Like like why guys, do I this line is what up to get federalism pre- is. Leave us alone. Yeah. It just, it irks me. It just irks me. Yeah. And like, and when you're, when your movies are preachy, like, uh, uh, I I don't feel like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna line up to hand you my money so I can learn that I'm a bad person and that I don't. (laughs) It's. Yeah, right. It's nuts. I'm not gonna pay you to be abused for three hours. That's just not gonna happen. It's completely nuts. I've been uh, I've been looking at some older movies to see how they uh, they hold up. I watched Rocky recently. That holds up really well. You know what Man, I've been doing? I've been up. watching old comedy clips. Oh, really? I've been doing that, and all of a sudden, it. it I was in a conversation with somebody in, in a, a messaging app or whatever, and something just made me think of. Oh, I know what it was. Somebody got their account locked out for retweeting somebody calling them something like five years ago. So the trolls are out there trying to get you in trouble. Oh, right? boy. Oh, so, boy. Um, and all, the, all I could think of, like, one of my favorite, my, my favorite Robin Williams movie, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. That was a fun one. He needed that one. He needed that one bad. I loved that movie. Yeah, it was good. It was the first, mm-hmm. it was the first time he really got to show off. The very the thing that he did that which was which was wonderful. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he had an emotional range in that movie too. It wasn't just yeah. a funny guy. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's a he was a fine fine actor, was, but like being able to go in and out of characters, that and Aladdin were like his two big, you know. Yeah. I think no, show and, and and the only reason I recalled it was because I couldn't. I I I will hear this quote. And the Mississippi broke through a productive dike today. What's a productive dike? Is that a large woman standing near the river going, don't go in here there? I mean, that just <laughs> cracks me up when I was 16, and it still cracks me up when I watch it to this day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was, uh, I regret that I never got the chance to meet him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't regret that I never got the chance to <laughs> to work with him. And, and I feel, I feel I don't want to rip the guy down. I One really of his don't. last stand-ups just cracked me up, too. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, he goes into this whole thing about golf. Oh, and that's how they invented golf. And that's how they invented golf. Oh, yeah. oh, so he goes through one hole and it's all really all over the place. And then he gets in, so the ball goes in the hole and he goes, so I'm done? No, you're going to do it 17 more times. Yeah, that's, yeah, and this is horrible for me to say, but mm-hmm. as a stand-up, 
I have to wonder about that joke. It's so it's so well crafted. I'm like, mm, was that really yours, Robin? Was that really yours? Hey, it made me laugh. Oh, it made me laugh too. That's the yeah. that's the horrible. That's the uh, the, that's the catch twenty two of it all. You find yourself like I when I was a kid, uh, and I think I got the I had his album uh, Reality. What a concept! Like mm-hmm. his very his very first one and. And then there was another album. He did a famous bit where he was uh, doing. He would do Elmer Fudd singing heavy metal songs, <laughs> and it was just it was just hilarious. It was right. just hilarious. And then years later, I was doing stand up at the Ice House, and this is horrible. I, I can't even remember the guy's name. I want to say it's Mark McClune. Mark. Oh my gosh, I feel horrible. It was his bit. It was oh. his bit. He was a guitar act, really mm-hmm. nice guy, really nice guy. Uh, and he was telling me the story, you know, after the show that he was in San Francisco. That's where he's from. And he had this closing bit. And Robin's like, I got to take that, dude. And he's like, Robin, that's that's literally my closer. That's the end of my show. Mm-hmm. You you can't. You cannot. And Robin's like, I'm really sorry. I got to do it. I got to do it. There's so much funny there. And just apologized and just started doing it and just started doing it. And now, and this is horrible, uh, that that dude works at Lowe's Hardware. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Stand-up is like cutthroat. It is. It is. And it's like too funny. But like we were talking about, you know, Joe Rogan and his his reach earlier. I met Joe. Uh, years ago down at the Melrose Improv right after he went uh, toe-to-toe with Carlos Mencia, which that's mm-hmm. that's another one that you guys need to see. That's a great YouTube video. It's captured live. It's captured live. And it was just one of the greatest things ever because Carlos Mencia was making a very, very, very good living. He's still out there, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's still out there. You can still go see uh, Carlos Mencia tell, uh, tell jokes. I don't, I don't know whose jokes he's going to do. And literally, literally, a manager of a comedy club told me that. Because I was at a comedy club. Next week, Carlos Mencia was going to be there. I'm like, wow, how's Carlos doing? Because he, he was always rumored he would go very, very, very long. He would go, like, do two-hour, these huge, mm-hmm. epic shows. And the manager's like, oh, you know, yeah, Carlos is here next week. I don't know whose act he's going to do, but we're, we're selling a lot of tickets. Like they, and that's, that's the horrible thing. Right. And the people who run the industry, uh, they know they're buying stolen property, but they don't care because they're in the business of putting butts in seats and all that good stuff. Right. So when Joe Rogan, it was at the comedy store, he had had enough. Carlos Mencia had stolen from everybody. He stole from Cosby. He stole from other comics. He stole from everybody. He stole from George Lopez. And boy, Rogan calls him out and it is the, the audience is booing Joe Rogan because they love Carlos Mencia. And then Carlos Mencia comes on stage and Joe Rogan's like, you lie about everything. You stole this bit. You stole that bit. And Carlos Mencia is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then finally, your name isn't even Carlos. It's Ned. Your name <laughs> is Ned. You know what? If Joe Rogan was yelling at me, I mean, that's a big guy. Oh, yeah, I would not. I would not. Like with all the though. tats and the bald head, if he was seriously pissed at me, I don't know that I'd. I'd be like, okay, dude. Well, okay. <laughs> you're in. You're in. A, you're in the comedy store. You're in the main room, so it's not yeah, like I he's know. gonna like throw down at you. But yeah, with his MMA uh, skills, it would be. It would be dicey. But that's. I heard that's, he's going. Uh, I, I heard he's doing a a one hour special 
working on it. He's going back into the clubs. Oh, I'm sure he is. Oh, he's down at the Melrose room all the time. He's Mm -hmm. at the Ice House in Pasadena all the time. And it's too funny. And this is the great, uh, you know, these club owners. And, you know, they've got a business that they're running. And they're like, yeah. And Carlos Mencia is still out there. He's still telling his jokes. In the meantime. He's still telling somebody's jokes. Somebody's, right? (laughs) And in the meantime, uh, I'm out there with uh, my friends uh, Brian Hayner and Reno Collier. I got to get them on the show. I know we were talking about, uh, and I owe, I owe uh, an apology to uh, uh, to Watch's Girl. It's just I I got the last minute booking on Fox and Friends, so I just didn't organize it a guest for this week. But I want to have more guests. Uh, but but Brian Hayner and Reno Collier and and myself uh, were going out and and telling these jokes, and you have these, these clubs going mm, right wing comedy. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's like. Okay, so you can have somebody comes in, they they steal other people's jokes, and you know, you have no problem with it. But the idea of uh, comedy that that leans to the right, that makes fun of uh, you know socialism and and communism and and big government. Ooh, that's I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe in September, maybe we could have you. I don't know. It's just uh, we live. They're crazy times. They're they're crazy times. And listen, you. I got in the plug this morning. Uh, the shows, if you're listening in, in the Florida area, if you're listening down in Florida, uh, July 10th and July 11th. July 10th is Orlando, the Orlando Improv. July 11th is the Tampa Improv. And that is MAGA country. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Come on out and see the show. Yeah, I cannot wait. I wanted to have Reno on. Uh, hopefully he can he can do uh, next week. Reno is so funny. We still need to have Brian Hayner on. He can't talk about the project he's working on yet, but uh, Hayner's hilarious. It's very very dry. Mm-hmm. It's night and day. It's night and day. Like Reno Collier is just like this good old hillbilly, funny, just hot. He he just entertains me. Just fun to talk to. The the and then Hayner so dry. So t- just like makes me laugh. It's a really, really, really good show. That's the other thing. It's like it, it like insanely uh, frustrating about this whole thing. Take away, take away the politics. Like if we didn't say a word about politics, this is an insanely great show. Right. That, and then then you throw in the politics and it's like, holy crap, we have got the tiger by the tail, lightning in a bottle. I'm so happy. Uh, with with these stand-up shows. Nashville was amazing. Huntsville, even though they wouldn't let us on the radio, they wouldn't let us on the radio. What are you talking about with your hate speech? It's unreal. It's unreal. Okay, it was a fun show. Uh, We covered a lot. I'll say this before we go. I I watched uh, Terminator last night, the original Terminator. Mm -hmm. Wow. Talk about a movie that does not hold up well. Really? Oh, boy, it does not. It, it, It just, it's... God bless him. James Cameron's uh, big movie. But I, I forgot about the soundtrack. The soundtrack is just horrible. It's all like, it's 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 just, it's like Stranger Things. It's, it's like Stranger Things, which is coming back soon. We'll have to talk about that. So you guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Make sure you go to loftusparty.com. Sign up for everything. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you like the Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram, all of it. We are beating the algorithm, and we're doing it because of you guys. Uh, to our Patreons, thank you so much. And and if you have something in your house that you would like to keep dry, make sure you go to firearmguard.com. 
get the little uh, organic dehydrate. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm going to have to do a better job at pitching this thing. Get one of these things. You'll be happy that you did. Make sure you use the promo code MAGA and save yourself some money. Firearmguard.com. You're all wonderful, and I hope you all participated in No Panty Day. <laughs> I'll see you next week.